Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Vent Line on Purple Daily every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and podcast feed. Of course, Vikings Vent Line is a show for you, the Vikings fans. If you want to come on a future episode, hit me up. We got like just a little over a month before the NFL regular season starts. But during the offseason, I like to talk to as many Vikings fans as possible. So if that's something you'd like to do, hit me up. It is vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. It's email address monitored uh, pretty much weekly. Uh, so hit me up if you want to join a future episode. Talk purple. Talk some upcoming expectations. Uh, talk off-season moves. Anything you want to talk about on Vikings Ventline. It's a safe space for you. And of course, during the regular season, once play gets uh, off here in week one against the Buccaneers, Mackie and Judd and myself will welcome Vikings fans on uh, to talk about the game. It's a blast. It's one of the most fun things we do here uh, at Score North and on Purple Daily. So that's something you'd like to be a part of. Uh, for the off-season edition or in the regular season edition, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Of course, this is Purple Daily, where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, show is promised by our friends at TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Go get yourself a nice TCL television, in fact, uh, for the upcoming football season. Uh, I got my guys Luke and Blake who are just about to join me here for an episode of Vikings Ventline. I want their takes on the upcoming season and whatnot, so really excited to hear from them. Hit that subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and give us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast feed on Spotify too. However you listen, we appreciate you guys, so hit us up um, on there as well. All right, let's get my guys Luke and Blake in here. Uh, Luke and I were talking off mic. Luke's in the mountains here, so he graduated from the cities, but now he's in Montana. As you can't tell, if if if, if there was a uh, like family feud option, Luke, for most likely places that Luke is living in the United States, I feel like Montana, just by your look, would be in one of the top four answers. Yeah, you know, I'm really trying to hone in that Vikings look, uh, <laughs> just channel it into this season. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, and then Blake, what's up, dude? Thanks for joining Vikings Ventline. Uh, where are you calling from? Are you in the cities? Are you outside of Minnesota? Where are you? I'm at? right here in the cities in Edina. Okay, cool. So. Got Edina, we got Wise, man, Edina and Wyzetta on this podcast face. Okay, all right. For anyone in the Twin Cities, like, all right, we got a, we got some Westsiders on here. I like it. I like it. Typically, we got like people all over the country, and I know Luke's in Montana, uh, but love this. So uh, excited to talk some purple with you guys here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let's get into it here. So I want I ask Vikings fans this periodically throughout Vikings Ventline offseason editions, and I love to hear from different opinions on all these Vikings fans. So Luke, I'm going to start with you. Uh, give me your hottest take for the upcoming season for the Vikings. 
Okay, you know, I, I wrote down a few here and kind of hard to decide between one, but you know, one thing I'm feeling pretty confident in is the fact that this running game, it's not going to take a step back at all without Dalvin Cook. I think that it will take a step forward, honestly. Um, you know, last season we were bottom five in rush yards in 2022, which that's it's pretty brutal, honestly. Um, and I'm, I'm big on Madison. It's, it's his fifth year. I really think he's going to step up and kind of be a leader out there, um, take on a new role. And I think sometimes people undersell his talent a little bit. I think he's more talented than the general public gives him credit for, honestly. Um, also, I love CJ Ham. I really hope that they utilize him a little bit more this season, just because, I mean, there's nothing better than seeing CJ Ham touchdown. You know, that, that, <laughs> that is the best. Um, but, you know, I'm also really interested to see what Chandler and McBride have gotten them. I think they could be great in this kind of running back by committee that we got going on. I, it will be Madison mainly running it, but I would love to see these guys get, you know, some good yards and some nice touchdowns. Um, and just one more note on that. I, I kind of see Kine Nwangwu more as a return specialist overall. Um, and he's great at that. I mean, two touchdowns, 2021. 20, one in 2022 off returns and he's he's really great at that role but I just don't know if I see him ascending to more than that and being a true running back for us yeah on your running back point so the Vikings didn't rush the ball very effectively last year they honestly didn't rush the ball a ton Um, it felt like they did but in terms of the rest of the league they actually were towards the bottom and they just effectively and efficiently weren't great at running the football and now you bring in Josh Oliver to help open up some lanes you give Alex Adner Madison basically the keys to the car and yes, there's some committee members behind him potentially in Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like the best rushing attack in the league, but I do feel it'll take a step forward again, being efficient. And I think that's kind of all what Kevin O'Connell wants to see from that. Um, and Madison, although entering his fifth season, to your point, is still young and is still able to kind of handle the load. He's done that when Dalvin Cook's missed time with injuries. He's got a little bit more of a pass catch element too, which is going to be interesting to see. So yeah, I, I agree. I know the Vikings have had Adrian Peterson and Dalvin Cook for the better part of the last, like, almost 15, 20 years now. Um, but I'm interested to see what it looks like with a non-Bell Cow approach, and I think Alexander Madison can be up there. All right, Blake, you're up next year, man. You're on the tee. Uh, give me your hottest take for the Viking season. Well, since we talked about the run game, I'm going to talk about the passing game. Okay. I think we are going to have a three-headed monster with TJ Hawkinson. JJ and Osborne as thousand yard receivers. Jordan Addison, I know we're going to probably get to him later, but I think everyone's going to be sleeping on Osborne when the season starts. Everyone's going to be focused on Hawk. He's the security blanket for the checkdowns for Cousins. Obviously, everyone's going to be looking JJ's way. Everybody. Everyone is those defensive coordinators and those teams are going to forget Osborne is sneaky good. He had, when we were at the Colts game, he was the one that jump-started that comeback. He made the big catches. He got the touchdowns. Even at the Bills game, when we needed a spark, KJ was the one that started it. I guarantee you right now, KOC, he's probably thinking to himself, everyone's going to be focused on our shiny new toy and Jordan Addison. Everyone's going to be focused in the middle where Hawk is. Everyone's going to be looking deep where JJ is. They're going to forget Osborne is just as talented. And they're going to forget about him. And I think he's going to have some big games for us. 
and he'll be the reason we are a playoff contender in the passing game. And that's going to set up the run game. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, it feels like the offense is the most honed it's been in quite some time as a Vikings fan, Uh, just from the passing side. Even if the running back in Alexander Madison by committee is new, it's still you know what you're getting out of it. And yeah, the the weapons around Kirk Cousins um, are probably as good as it gets. You know, he came here in 2018 still with prime Stefan Diggs and prime Adam Thielen. Um, and Cook was coming off his first ACL surgery from his rookie year. But it just feels like with the line being a little bit more established with two really good tackles and Garrett Bradbury hopefully taking a step forward. In general, when you just look at it from 30,000 feet, the Vikings offense looks to be pretty damn good. And yeah, the forgotten soldier in that probably is K.J. Osborne. I mean, Justin Jefferson gets all the attention, and rightfully so. T.J. Hawkinson was a fantastic addition midway through the uh, season last year. Uh, but then you forget about K.J. Osborne, who over the last two years has been kind of a very pleasant surprise after being pretty much a non-factor during his rookie season. Mm-hmm. And now he gets the chance to, to yeah, kind of be wide receiver two or three, however you really want to look at it. I know we're about to talk to Jordan, talk about Jordan Addison here in just a sec, but it just does feel like the Vikings offense is as good as we have seen it. And it's probably as good as it's going to be for the first time in a really, really long time. Also helps when you have an offensive head coach and Kevin O'Connell who embraces that too. So yeah, a lot of good expectations for that offensive side. Speaking of it, Jordan Addison. So, I mean, a little bit of a bumpy start in the off season with uh, missing OTAs and, or missing mini camp and obviously the speeding ticket, but throughout the first couple weeks of training camp, especially this last week, he has looked really damn good. Um, and he's starting to flash a little bit. You're starting to see why he was a first round pick. I guess, Blake, you were going to give a hot take too about Jordan Addison. So what are you, what is your expectations for the rookie wide receiver this year? I mean, us Viking fans, we're spoiled with great receivers. Randy Moss, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Moss 2.0. But we also have had our share of missed receivers. Troy Williamson, the famous Randy Moss replacement. Cordell Patterson had his moments, but didn't live up to expectations. And obviously, Treadwell. <laughs> Yeah. So we've had some misses, but Jordan Addison, I think once again, we got the best receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. His ability to create plays and open spaces, that slot position where Adam Thielen, you know, bless his heart, hometown kid, always respect him, ring of honor player. Over the past two seasons, he hasn't been the same guy. He obviously is a great route runner, but he never lacked, he was lacking that speed that we were noticing early in his career. Addison's going to bring that to that slot position. Check down to him, let him run. Let him get loose, let him get into the open fields. That's where big plays happen. That's where Justin Jefferson and Hawk are going to take away from that middle. J.A. is going to be in that area, swimming, waiting for a pass to create big plays. For me, my hottest take for him, he'll be rookie of the year. If everything pans out, if he wants to be the player that he can be, and yeah, rough start. I know a speeding ticket. I think all Viking fans breathe a sigh of relief. There was no alcohol involved. Right. But he's got the sky's the limit. It's all about him. If he wants to take it to the next level and be one of the best receivers right up there with JJ, he's got, he's got, he's got the best team to do it. He's got a coach and an offensive coordinator that's going to put him in that position and a quarterback specifically. All right, Luke, how about you, man? What are your expectations for the rookie wide up? Well, you know, I uh, I got big expectations for him. I don't think I'm quite as high on him as Blake is here. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure if I could see him being rookie of the year just because, as Blake did say earlier, I mean, I could reasonably see TJ, KJ, and JJ going for 1,000 yards. But if that were to happen, I just I'm not exactly sure how big Jordan Addison's role would be 
when we have those three as an absolute monster, you know, but I think realistically he will finish as the wide receiver three on the Vikings, probably between 600 to 900 yards, in my opinion, four to six touchdowns, maybe. And most importantly, I expect him to behave himself. I really, really want him to stay out of trouble. Um, that kind of scared me a little bit. I was just like, no, it's too early for our first round pick to be doing stuff like this. And, you know, say what you will, it's a speeding ticket, but it, it wasn't the greatest choice and it didn't put him in the best of light. So yeah, I'm really hoping that he'll be a quick and witty slot receiver. And like you mentioned, I have loved some of his tape coming out of training camp. Um, I don't know who the defensive player he's up against is, but he kind of catches a ball and shifts to the left and just absolutely breaks the dude's ankles. And I was like, okay, he is very fast, you know, because he's not the biggest guy, but I do see that high football IQ and just an all around good player. I see lots of potential in him. Yeah, he's going to be, I think, um, the fact he's not stepping in and having to be the man, basically, in this offense, to your point, you got three other guys there that are pretty damn solid and really solidified in any offense, and then you add Jordan Addison to the mix. Is he the you know special ingredient that kind of takes it to the top? Um, yeah, it, from the rookie of the year standpoint, I mean, he'd have to, I think, really shine and probably outperform some of these quarterbacks that got drafted. The award seems to always favor QBs. But I don't think it's out of the question. Um, I think if he puts up a really solid season and is kind of, yeah, the missing ingredient to the Vikings offense and they're a playoff team and he's adding value to that team, then he's 100% in the conversation for rookie of the year. And it's a lot easier, of course, when you're a quarterback or wide receiver to win that award. Um, wouldn't shock me at all if he indeed hits his ceiling that he's competing for it uh, in 2023. Uh, boys, what are your expectations from the Vikings defense here? So it's under Brian Flores now. Uh, Ed Donatel last year was mostly a disaster, but it's really still unproven. There's a lot of veterans that have gone off the team in terms of Patrick Peterson and Eric Kendricks and whatnot. So, uh, Luke, what is, what is your expectations from the defensive side for the Vikings this season? Um, I honestly, I got really big expectations for the Vikings defense. I know I see like this take a lot on Facebook where it's like, everyone's expecting Flores to come in and be a miracle worker, you know, and I, I understand that point, but I really do think that Flores is kind of the missing the missing piece to this puzzle. I mean, if we were going to hire anybody to unlock the talent of these young players that were clearly not being utilized correctly in Donatel's system, I think that's Flores. Like, I don't think we could have asked for a better person in that position. Um you know, we have so much young talent. And for me, last year was really frustrating at times just watching these guys kind of underperform because they weren't being utilized correctly. You know, it wasn't entirely their fault. They just weren't in the best position. And I think a huge part of making a successful defense is playing everybody to the best of their abilities. You know, you got to take advantage of what everybody does well. Um, there's a lot of players that I really expect big things from like Davenport. I know a lot. He's kind of hit or miss for some people. I got big expectations. He was great on pressures, bad on sacks, but he's a six foot six, 265 pound monster. And he also lost part of his pinky prior to the 2022 season, which, you know, like it is what it is, but that can't be an easy adjustment. I mean, that's losing part of your hand, you know, and you use your hands a lot in football. Um, not trying to use that as an excuse for him. I just think that he will show a lot of people his true potential this season. Lewis Seen, I think that Flores 
will, you know, really unlock his full potential. And that really goes for Caleb Evans and Josh Metellus, Asamoah. Um, and then I think, you know, Daniil Hunter and uh, the Hitman will get a bit of a revival with uh, Flores playing them to their strengths. So I have big expectations. I'm really excited. I think they could be like a top 15 defense. I don't see much higher than that, but I think they could be good, solid. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Yeah, you'd like to think that like the veteran dudes in terms of like Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter kind of step in and are just fine here. It's glad Daniil got locked up. You know, they might have to say goodbye to him in, in March of next year if he indeed mm-hmm. moves on, but they got him locked up. He's a Viking for 2023. He's probably the most important piece, so good on the Vikings to get that established. And yeah, can like basically Marcus Davenport turn into Zadarius Smith's replacement? You know, can you have the same type of production and can you stay healthy for this whole season? Then you have that two-headed monster right there. You know, the unproven guys, these rookies or second-year players that missed a lot of time last year. I mean, can you just see a couple of these dudes step forward and can Brian Flores unlock them? You know, I feel like Lewis Seen kind of is tracking in terms of the teeter-totter and more of the bust territory than a, than a hit but still have a lot of season to play out. Maybe he gets an opportunity and shines if there's an injury. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think in general, Flores can scheme it up enough where it's passable or they're doing something that is taking the step forward and it's an improvement for the first time basically in like four years. Blake, how about you, man? What are your uh, expectations for the Vikings defense this year? Anything better than last year. Uh, I guarantee you there are, I'd say 30% of our fan base could have called an offensive scheme the butcher at Donna Shell's defense. That's how predictable it was. And I bet Giants fans are kind of irritable right now that we locked, they locked up Daniel Jones because he butchered us. But for me, attitude. The one thing that these Vikings have lacked, we have ball players with an attitude. Like they're always talking, but it always seemed like they just show up to work. They're very bland. They don't do anything. I want to go back to the, those John Randall days. I mean, they are yelling. We're going we're gonna to tell you we're going to kick your butts. Proceed to kick your butts. Oh, yeah. And after the game, remind you that we kicked your butts. <laughs> like last year during the Packer game when Alexander was going after J.J., after one incomplete pass, he did the gritty on him, and all game he was in J.J.'s head. That's the one thing the Vikings defense needs to bring this year. Just get into your opponent's head. If you make a hit, get snippy. You don't toe that line where you're about to get commit a penalty, but just have an attitude about yourself, and they brought they have the players to do it. And Brian Flores, I think, is that key piece to unlock that attitude, that aggression. As Dan Campbell says in Detroit, nip at the knees. We're going to be nipping at you. We're gonna... And with Daniel Hunter, if this is his final year, I think we got a really great undrafted free agent class. And Ivan yeah. Pace Jr., a middle linebacker who loves chasing down quarterbacks, loves blitzing. And then second lieutenant from the um, West Point, Andre Carter, who was projected a month before the draft to be a first or second rounder, but somehow fell out of the draft. Six foot eight monster, just needs to put on some muscle. I think he's going to be the future replacement for Hunter. I think we got the pieces, regardless of veteranship to rookies, to really make this team, as we stated, to be a top 15 defense and be the key piece 
that get us to the NFC Championship game. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Yeah, there's some really interesting enforcements there, to your point. Can Ivan Pace, Andre Carter be those dudes? You know, Are they going to look to maybe even draft a new defensive end or pass rusher in the draft early next year? Um, yeah, it just the nastiness, you know, to your point has just kind of been lacking, uh, from that defense for basically the last four or five years. And you could even make a case, you know, it's been lacking since, yeah, those John Randall days or, you know, the Williams wall in the mid two thousands, but, uh, yeah, they need to get a different type of swagger. Brian Flores has been a really good defensive coach everywhere. He's basically went. And even if this is a one and done situation, he likely gets a head coaching job by this time next year. Um, if he can improve this defense and solidify that only not to make his resume better, but to obviously make the 2023 Vikings uh, season a lot better and a lot more well-rounded team, you'll certainly take it. Uh, boys, before we wrap here, uh, Luke, do you have any final takes? Do you have any shout outs you want to give when you're in Montana, even is like there are Vikings bars or a Vikings contingency fan base out there, I guess. How do you even watch the games? Um, okay. So first I want to start with a uh, final take here. You mentioned Josh Oliver earlier. I think he is going to be an absolute animal. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people kind of didn't really uh, think a whole lot of that signing when it occurred, but he caught a lot of balls in college. I think he's going to be a great receiving and blocking threat. And, uh, you know, as far as the Vikings go in Bozeman, Montana, there's not a whole lot. There's a bar called Spectators that I sometimes watch the game at, but usually I'm just hanging out with my friends all Sunday watching every game and, make them throw on the Vikings game for the entirety of it. <laughs> Cause we got a whole bunch of different NFL fans in there from different teams. So nice, man. Yep. Blake, how about you, man? Any uh, last takes, any shout outs you want to give here on Vikings vent line? Obviously you want to shout out to my family. My mom and I are the only Viking fans in the family and we're surrounded by a sea of cheese. Everyone else is Packer backers. We're the lone oh. Viking fans. So, and um, I know she and I will be going at it on uh, Monday Night Football. My girlfriend, Rachel, she's a 49ers fan, born out in California. Okay. But she's going to put up with me this year. She's seen what I'm like during hockey season. She's about to see a whole new animal come game day. <laughs> so bless your heart. Love her to death that she's with me and she's stuck with me this long. Amen, man. Yeah, good luck to you. Good luck to, good luck to you there on both your family side, the relationship side. That's, uh, that's fighting an uphill battle, but you're fighting a good fight there uh, rooting for those Vikings. So. Good luck to you, dude. Um, yeah. Hey, if anyone wants to come on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, hit me up. It is vikingsventline at gmail.com. We got more Judd's camp notes uh, for next week, too, here on Purple Daily. So hit that subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment, where you just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.